Cruella, your dearly devoted old schoolmate, Cruella de Vil. That's it. Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing. It's time to cancel the Dalmatians. They got caught using Labrador face. <laughs> this is spoilers. It was a different time. You could do that. A simpler time. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. This is your host, Stevie. Uh, Small crew tonight, but very important crew. Uh, Solid crew all in the same room. Mm -hmm. Uh, Small boat together. Small boat. We're going to be spoiling the Disney classic, which grew on me over time thanks to Pap. 101 Dalmatians is probably top 10 Disney movie for me now at this point. I had it in my top 10, and you and Pixie were like, top 10. I know. And I say this all the time when I'm wrong. I think I was just immature at the time. Mm, there will it be takes boredom. a maturity point, which you're much more mature than I am. But uh, we're going to go around the table, introduce yourself, and if you could outlaw any dog <laughs> in the country, well, what dog would it be? Come on. <laughs> no, this is, is, I tell you what, I'm going to run for president one day. This will be like my hard stance. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'll go A lot first. of ways you could take this. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll, I'll put it this way. If you had the opportunity to never see a certain dog again, what would it be? Ooh. There you go. Not outlaw. Just, I don't ever have to see or interact with this kind of dog ever again. I'm doing the Cruella DeVille stance here. Okay. <laughs> um, this is Pappy. I'm a lover of all animals. Maybe not one particular dog breed, which I think we'll get into <laughs> later. Hmm. You know, there's some there's damning one. statistics. There's one. <laughs> uh, oh, man. You know, all right. I'll be honest with you. I've always loved your pugs that you've had, Stevie. Mm-hmm. I just feel bad because I feel like they have a sinus infection all the time. They're, like, okay, so that's selective. It's selective breeding, and it just never got uh, corrected over time. Uh, once you kind of start smashing that face in, same with the bulldogs, it just it doesn't work. It's kind of sad, you know. Even things like uh, it's horrific is what it is. I've always loved Bernie's mountain dogs. And I always thought I wanted one, but then it's like, oh yeah, they live for six years and they die. I'm like, well, damn. Wait, what? Whoa. Yeah, they don't live very long. Well, that a lot of big dogs have short lives. I don't have any pets right now, and I never have to deal with their inevitable death. And it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice to never have to think about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. So I'm gonna go with pug. But I love all dogs except for one breed. We know. Yeah, we'll get into that. Josh. I'm looking at you with confused eyes. Actually, me and Pat have been like, me and Pat don't agree on everything, but we've been like lockstep on a certain uh, breed for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know the breed name, and unfortunately, my grandma has always like liked these type of dogs, but they're like the little like, basically toy dogs. That are Orky? like, I think your grandma had a Westie. Westie, what's a yeah? Westie? It's like a Maltese, but a different. It's different. Dude, that's the thing about dog people. Maltese. Is we yeah. had cats growing up. Dog people will be like, oh, it's a pinoir, short-haired, blah blah blah. And it's like we just said, it's cat. You know, <laughs> cat is just cat. Well, cat is I cat. mean, there's some like prize cats though. There's some like what are the ones like the wrinkly skin that are there's the Malshi the. Maldapan, the Matachan, the, the Maltese, the Matapu, the Morky. 
More keys should not exist. That's an abomination against God. They're they're so small. They. Uh, it also bothers me when the dogs are so small that it's like, oh, it's cute when they bite and shit because they're so <laughs> small. It's like, Chihuahuas. Uh, that's why you really appreciate a big dog, despite its short lifespan. That's they're usually chill. gentle giants. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like big dogs that think they're like lap dogs. This is Josh I'm, from I'm Goshen. A bi- I'm a big fan of those. <laughs> Josh from Goshen here. Did we say? Did you say Pappy? No, from- this, is, this is Pappy. Dogless Pappy from Goshen. As <laughs> Dogless well. Josh from Goshen. There you go. Um, it's actually not too far from Goshen right now. Well, let's see. This is Stevie recording from Elkhart County. And um, Fair. we'll get into that breed later. I'm trying to think of a dog that kind of annoys me in general. You know how like a racist person will bring up certain crime statistics? It's like the same I'm thing the with doggest. this dog. I'm a doggest person. I'll jump in that conversation it's any like day. like 30% of dog bites come from 10% of dogs. <laughs> you know who we're talking about. Yeah, and like 98% of dog deaths come from, or dog to human deaths come from like a breed and a half. I have a cousin who has a pit bull. I'll just go ahead and get it out there. And <laughs> the pit bull is very sweet. But if I had a magic wand and all the pit bulls in the world would just be disappeared, I feel like I'd owe the country to wave that wand. And we would serve a great grat, you know, we'd be in debt to you at that point. That would be. And if you have a pit bull, listen, I'm sure he's a good boy or a good girl. I'm sure. But I'm not talking about your pit It's kind of like guns. If you could wave a wand and get rid of the guns, you could. But people love their guns. They love having them. Makes them feel more safe to have it. Brett, big dog guy and big gun guy, not here tonight, unfortunately. Not here to defend his position, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. On pit bulls or guns? Both. I don't know if how Brett feels about pit bulls. Well, what dog I... would you get rid of, though? You didn't yeah. Say okay, so at my work, these got uh, outlawed in England, by the way, or London or England, one of the two. I, think, I can't remember if it's by city or by the country. Um, wolf dog? No. <laughs> Dire wolf? Hey. <laughs> Wouldn't mind a wolf dog or a timber wolf. That'd be fucking awesome. But, you know, and if he ever did turn on me, you know, just go Liam Neeson on it and try to fight the good fight. But timber wolf like a Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. <laughs> um, but at my work, sometimes we have truck drivers that come in from the country up north or far east coast, far west coast, and he was dropping off a load. And this man got out of his truck, and I saw this dog that had been doing 300 push-ups a day could bench 460 squat you know squat <laughs> 600 was clean, cleaning 305 easy you know was had those mike singletary eyes where you're just looking at him like jesus christ um this was called an american bully and this is pitbull like <laughs> this is pitbull mixed with uh bulldog and this guy i mean its arms couldn't have been more than seven inches off the ground but the muscle was just whew. in its teeth. I was like, I could stand to never see that dog again. It, dog it was again, looking like fine. a kangaroo, like mm. it was just ready to box you. <laughs> like it looked like he pressing. had been like doing bench press in the yard for a good three <laughs> years and doing nothing but. Like he was probably in a scene on you know blood in blood out somewhere in the background, just throwing up crazy weights. Dude, that's one of those things. If you ever go to a dog park too, and you see one of those dogs and starts messing with your dog, nope. you're like I think this could end badly come on boy let's go. yeah that's <laughs> the end of that. today. Yeah. yeah i mean 
it's one thing to scream at a kid. It's one thing to get in the way of a terrifying dog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone loves their dog, you know, like. Not everybody. Yeah, I guess that's true. For the most part. You're right, though. uh, One of our uh, friends, a married couple, they have a dog. They have two dogs, one that I love and one that I could never stand to see again. I know people like that, too. And the one that I could never stand to see again, they love the most. And I'm like, he's the worst. Mm. Easily the worst dog. I feel like that happens all the time. People have, like, the biggest, sweetest dog. Like, oh, we should get him a friend. And the second dog they get is literally just the spawn of Satan. Yes. (laughs) Like, just tearing shit up. And you're like, I don't even want to come over anymore. This is not fun for me. (laughs) Yeah, especially if you have kids. And it's like, I don't think we should. (laughs) Well, yeah, because that one dog leveled my daughter. Like, took her out, you know, a good five feet. Oh, boy. And I was like, well, that's that. Yeah. But let's get into this movie Pap, you know this movie is special to me for the fact that I know eight of the uh, nine old men are credited. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am a staunch believer that nine worked on it. One was not credited, but I have to believe that one Ward uh, Gimbal did work on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm just going to my grave believing that because I've seen pictures that like he has signed that are art for this movie. I just don't know if he's credited for the actual making of, but... I digress. And what we're putting out the uh, Nine Old Men episode we did a long time ago, right before this, is a little bonus. Mm-hmm. Spoilers if you want to listen to that for some context. It's it's like the middle of the end of old Disney. You know what I mean? Like It's close is, to the end. I think people call this like Silver Age mm-hmm. or whatever. It's, you know, it's not like the first five movies. It's not like the wartime movies. But this is when I started to get good again, like... Uh, Sleeping Beauty was in this run. Lady and the Tramp was Cinderella. in this Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. like the 50s, the middle age. Walt's still alive. You still got the, the old men are old men now at this point. They're buying property in Florida. They're feeling good about themselves. And Disney mined these properties for years and years and years <laughs> to keep extracting value from them. I had to explain that to my daughters before we watched it. It's like, hey, I know you've seen commercials and little cartoons and toys but they're all like from this. This is the original story. I was trying mm-hmm. to like build it up, you know. Did they? Uh, you watched it with your daughters? Mm-hmm. Pretty dark. How did that go? Were there any? Because uh... that's the thing too. It, it pulls no punches, you know, for being a Disney movie. There's a lot of smoking. They're talking about skins pretty yeah, quickly. Skin and dog. Smash <laughs> them on the head. One guy drown them. Is drinking wine too. I kind of like that about it. It's like an edgier movie, you know. I'm a big Horace and Jasper guy. Those, uh, I mean, I, uh, I feel like there's a soft spot between the two of them. Mm-hmm. There's two times that Horace is caught thinking, <laughs> and I feel like he may have actually had some decent ideas. <laughs> what I tell you about thinking? But I, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like it. Horace can get inside the mind of the dog. He's like, they're coming on disguises. They're walking on the ice. Like, Shut up. <laughs> Bop him on the head. <laughs> But um, I'm just going to be hopping around a lot tonight. But Josh, where does this movie start off? Like, where is stasis in in this movie where we start? We start off. I love that sound, by the way. That was great. (laughs) This sound is so good. Yeah, this is crazy sound right now. I will say, too. Sorry, Josh. I'll let you answer that question. But it's all of the Disney movies prior to this point are musicals. Like, straight up based around songs as in like the song will advance the story to some yeah, extent yeah. this is remembered a lot for its music but it's in no way a musical there's very very little actual 
songs, which is weird because uh, what's his name? The dad. Uh, Roger. Roger is a songwriter, too, you know? like Well, they're outside all the time. Yeah. There's no music out there. <laughs> Whenever they're inside, it seems like there is music. Then stop Snow White. Yeah, there's plenty of also, true. Josh, I will let you answer this as well. This is the first oh, contemporary yeah. movie that mm-hmm. Disney ever did. It was the first like when you like when people were seeing that in that day, it was a reflection of modern society. Mm. Like that's cool in my opinion. Yeah. No more medieval, you know, classic castle type stuff. We're actually in modern day. This is now. Yeah. yeah. Which is odd because it's not modern day. Not no more anymore. <laughs> yeah. But we get started on this movie, and this is some of the wildest shit I would say in the Bachelor Pad. Because <laughs> Pongo is them. like being a bachelor is cool at first, but it's actually pretty boring. He's talking as an adult. So I'm trying to get my pet. What's the, what's his name? What are the Pongo? Pongo and no Pongo and Perdita. But what are the Roger and Anita? Roger. He's like, I gotta get Roger horny. And he's like showing him these dirty magazines or something. And he's like, I'm trying to put these like hot blondes. There's like a lot of lingering shots on legs, mm-hmm. if you notice. It's a little weird to watch with the kids. And this next part's a little weird too with the objectifying, but it's so classic <laughs> because it quickly goes into this like bit that lasts for a while where they're talking about how dogs look like their owners and yeah. there's a bunch of women wa- walking dogs the pug was ages. hilarious mm-hmm. yeah what were some of your guys favorites I like the art chick with the shaggy hair and the dog <laughs> with the shaggy hair too <laughs> the style is so cool in this movie like the cars the way the people look the clothes they're wearing it's sweet i love um, it there's Swing a little kid <laughs> with like a little yellow dog that's like the cutest thing to just hopping along <laughs> too oh, young too old <laughs> <laughs> come on roger it is a strange beginning for a kid's movie that you hear a dog talking about, like, Roger hasn't had a female lover for years. He needs to find a mate. <laughs> I need to get him laid. <laughs> like, I mean, the funny thing, too, is like Pongo's feeling the same thing. He's like, being a bachelor is great and all, but like, tick tock, tick tock. Mm. You know, I, I got these urges. And it's really what the beginning is. He's saying, like, hey, I got a mate. Which this might be jumping ahead a little bit, Stevie, but. They're not supposed to have any money, but man, they're living good for not having any money. You know what I mean? Like when Cruel comes in, she's like calling them poor and stuff. But after they get married, they have a maid. Like he's living in a pretty sweet flat downtown London, right by the park. He's doing pretty good. She has a castle, so it's a sliding scale path. Yeah, I guess so. She's not part of the Deville <laughs> family line in Hell Hall. <laughs> there's some. There's such classic shit here at the beginning boys not only with the dogs that look like their owners and we didn't even really name but half of them and that's fine this next part in the park i feel like it's something that could be cut up and put on tiktok and like go viral with like all the little looks the couples give each other and like the dragging of rock Roger along like that mm. shit sticks in my memory from childhood. I like when Pongo's like strutting in front of Perdita <laughs> the first time, just... and she just barely looks at him. Yeah, but, but there's something mm, a little side eye that happens. Yeah, that's why I think this movie is a dark movie. So whose point of view are we like watching throughout this movie? I this is why this is a dark movie to me. It's Pongo's it's... pet Roger. Pongo's the narrator, right? Like... <laughs> this movie is so dark if we see it through a dog's eyes because. If you put it vice versa where it's humans, it's incredibly dark. 
like they got their kid stolen for yes, skin. This oh, is a yeah. kidnapping movie. Like yeah. this is a This is taken. Yes, this is a children like kidnapping movie. Being kidnapped to be skinned. Kidnapped <laughs> to be murdered to make coats. Yeah. This is an incredibly dark movie, so I do like the kind of lightheartedness beginning. And Pap, you and I talk about Disney art all the time. We've mm-hmm. constantly talked about, you know, how it's changed through the years using paintings. I loved kind of the, I wouldn't call it like minimus, like minimalist paint style, but just like the art style just seems like such a departure from everything else they've done. Yeah. And, that, and, I, and I didn't fully understand this as I was watching like the making of, but this was the first one where they implemented a Xerox method of doing this. So I think before every single frame was hand drawn yes. and painted, right? And I think so. The last one that has that is Sleeping Beauty. This is the one that came out after that, 1961. Mm-hmm. And they're able to. I don't. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know like what the advantage is. Like leverage being able to copy or blow up actual things that were drawn and make them into the movie that itself, right? And be able mm-hmm. to kind of like scale things. And so, like you know, some is that people like a beginner Photoshop kind of. Kind of. They said that the Xerox machine took up three rooms. It seemed like it definitely <clears throat> gave everybody in that building cancer. Like, if I was, oh damn! Really? I know. I don't know. Oh. I would just guess, like based on what they were saying. Like, <coughs> but and they were saying too that like either this was planned or it just worked out. But it really does well with black and white to copy that. And this movie has a fuck ton of black and white, like a lot of like really great colorful backgrounds and like kind of almost like impressionistic detail. Like Mm -hmm. you don't see the artwork or the clock or whatever on the wall, but it'd be kind of like a sketch of a clock on the wall. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's a clock, but it doesn't exactly look like a clock on the wall. It just looks so cool. I, I really like it. It does look cool. And it's funny that you bring up the black and white dots and just black and white colors because the way like a lot of these artists did the animating of these Dalmatians seems so laborious and painstaking. They had a whole team just to do the spots. Just to right? do the spots. So Josh, here's how they would kind of do it. They would animate the spots and where they would be in position like throughout a whole scene. And then they would animate the dogs around them. <laughs> mm. It's Spots are important, boys. That's mm. hard. I don't care who you are. That is it's hard to just like keep in your head, if anything. You know? Yes. It's like one of those things where it's like, Literally no other movie studio in the world at this point would be capable of creating this art. You know what I mean? No. Nobody else could do it except for Disney. Just a little other note on the animation. There's like some glitchy stuff too. Yeah. That dot at the beginning like really almost goes epileptically fast. <laughs> yeah. The poodle that's shown, like the tail is like smoke. That's more purposeful than anything. I think it's really cool. No, I, it's not like a glitch. It's It draws the eye to like where it wants the eye drawn. Yeah, so... I love the opening credits with like the music in the spots, too. It's so cool. It, it's got it, looks, like, it looks like construction animation to me. Mm-hmm. Like the building of like what this could look like. You know what I mean? It looks like construction yeah, yeah. animation. Yeah. So I love the... Some of them are. Like it shows a painting mm-hmm. and it will just scan and there's nothing like moving and animated. It's just... Mm-hmm. A painting, I think. Yeah, and there's like some of it, like there's a, probably more of it with Roger and anything where you can see like construction lines mm. of build of like what this guy was supposed to look like. <laughs> I mean, luckily Pappy sent me the video of the making of, but in the, the uh, podcast that we did about Milk Call, that man was like a, 
I wouldn't call him a tyrant for animation, but he had a certain way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, instead of cleaning up his, you know, construction lines, he wanted everything kind of left the way it was. And that's why you can kind of tell like when stuff was done by him or not. Especially like with Roger, you'd see certain lines across his face. I did yeah. pause it during like you could still see him. You can still see construction lines going across his face, and you're like, okay, that's really neat. And, and Anita looks pristine. And apparently, like some of them, they would have artists who were responsible for like removing those the cleanup lines. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, Anita looks great. I mean, Disney was always able to do women. What I like about Roger in this is like he just looks like a normal dude, it's and you like don't. Josh. I, I sent a hey. gif of Roger to Josh and said, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you know what I mean? Like he doesn't, so like you look at the prints and like the very early stuff, like it looks kind of shitty and then it becomes like more cookie cutter. He just seems like a regular Joe that they're, mm-hmm. anime. I really like that too. Like all of the character design is awesome. Speaking of characters, Pap, I mean, Cruella DeVille, is she one of probably the most iconic Disney villains there ever will be? First Disney villain song. Yes. Right, which is now First Disney really, villain song. Mm-hmm, a staple of many of their movies. And mm-hmm. some of the best Disney songs are the villain songs. Um, Interesting, because it's not like a song played in the background. It's literally like mm-hmm. the dude wrote the song it's when he saw her. In a way, you know, yeah. he's singing the song. Like he's making it up on the spot. What he's I, stomping on the floor. Yeah. It's pretty classic. I will say, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, we can talk about like the design of Cruella, because she's fucking amazing. What's weird, and I did not remember this, and I've seen this movie within the last five years, the relationship of Cruella to this family, it's very strange. Like, what if you guys are married men? What if your wife had a friend like Cruella DeVille? Would you, would you be obnoxious to her? She lives music? six states away. Yes, I was. <laughs> would she, like, why, why are they friends? Why, why is Anita friends with Cruella? Your old, your old schoolmate. Cruella. I feel like this is a good Stevie question. Well, what's the backstory? Her old schoolmate. The only thing I can think of, I mean, the DeVilles, I have to imagine, have been at Hell Hall for centuries now. Your old schoolmate from DeVille High. Yeah. (laughs) Hill Preparatory Academy. (laughs) I mean, the only thing I can think of is... Remember in Princess and the Frog, how weird the relationship with Tiana and her friend is? It was like Tiana's mom was like the friend's maid. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the only reason like Tiana has any access to Big Daddy or his daughter at all. I'll give you some money, little girl, after all. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so like, that's the only thing I can really wrap my head around with Anita and um, Cruella is like, maybe Anita's mom worked at Hell Hall and that's how Cruella being an outcast was like, I need a friend of some sort and just latched Mm -hmm. onto Anita. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why Cruella always kind of like looks down mm-hmm. on them and their station, even as they start to get. Yeah, even they start to like grow, it's still kind of like never enough. I still can't say that they have a maid. Like they're doing pretty fucking good. That's a really nice house that they're in. He's got. A I mean, the maid minutes. lives there, though, right? I did, yeah. <laughs> that seems even more expensive than a maid who just comes once. A week. I mean, I'm sure she p- pays her fair share of mortgage and you know utilities. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. We'll just take that out of your maid. Let's just uh, take this out of your hourly. Just another great character design too. The maid, like she kind of reminds me of like the red fairy a little yep. bit. Yep. Uh, like yep. same kind of like body build, same kind of <laughs> like looks carbon. <laughs> That's the. Um, Shit, what's the nine old man's name? Who, Wooly Ritherman? Wooly Ritherman. He loves reusing shit. Like, that's, he does, like, the whole, like, uh, 
blue dance is the same as the Robin Hood dance. That's like a very famous mm-hmm. uh, like. You can dance. pin that on a specific old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He was like, he was just like, no, no, all no. about that. Yeah. yeah, is that a He's, he was like, bug or a feature that he does that? Well, Re- reusing stuff. I mean, so I yeah. call it. I call it efficient streamlining. <laughs> I would say like the, like when you see the dogs from Lady and the Tramp in the pet store, I yep. feel like that's more of a feature. When you're just like, we're going <laughs> to copy this dance in between movies, that's like, ah, kids are dumb. I always picture like, <laughs> oh, a, no. a guy in a cigar like with his feet up looking through photos, <laughs> like just like scrolling through. We it. already did this. He's like, no, 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 give me this, give me this. And he just goes to a file and he's like, we'll use this. You know, redraw this. These are the colors now. Well, and it's like a totally different world. Like, because today would be like the top 10 Easter eggs from 101 Dalmatians. You know what I mean? There'd be like a YouTube video. It's like, dude, you wouldn't have seen these other movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you wouldn't, like, even, like, knew, has seen Snow White, you don't have the home cassette. You know what I mean? The kids wouldn't, literally wouldn't have seen it. So it's like, yeah, just use it again. Copy paste these assets. (laughs) One more thing about Corella DeVille's character design if we're into that yeah oh, i love it we should, yeah. yeah especially prominent in this early scene is she is blowing out some green weed smoke oh, is there yeah. any other way to interpret this yes. green smoke yes she's blowing yes. Out? yes it's just um, illness no, no 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 this has been the way it's been since the beginning you and i both know this there are two colors associated with every disney villain green green and purple Mm-hmm. Okay. Or so it is a just kind of um, a kind of like a literacy test, I guess you could say. Like it's just it's just kind of like reading like uh, movie liter like literacy. Because Roger has a pipe, but it ain't green. No, mm-hmm. but the evil comes from that. Cruella. <laughs> so like, it starts out white, and then she breathes it out. And yeah, becomes- so that's <laughs> why that's it. Uh, that's why it's green, though, is to tell us like. Kind of like reading the screen, like, okay, this is our villain. Like, this is, if we couldn't tell already, like, this is the bad. Mm. Just the way she moves and walks in the door. I love it. Mm. I I think Cruella is just awesome. Her Batmobile All right, you car. can come in. <laughs> <laughs> the timing of that is, like, absurd and great. <laughs> yeah, she's got this Batmobile car, too. House of black and white hair. She's great. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> drunk in that car, right? Oh, yeah. She's got Certainly a martini. Yeah. Had like seven martinis before going over to the Darlings, right? That was a little bit more explicit in the 90s. I got some flashbacks coming. I feel like they showed her with... I saw that in theaters and I don't remember uh, it at all. I saw it in theaters and I also remember there was the great movie ride in Disney World. Mm. They got to show you like how they did it in the movie. And someone out of like the crowd got to like ride the bike that Jeff Daniels rode before he crashed it. Mm-hmm. And my dad got called up, so we got to like watch it like be filmed like with him like riding a bike in front of a blue screen and him being thrown off the bike onto a mat. And then they like replayed it back on screen. It was super neat and seamless. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. launched so many properties. One hundred and one times this movie. One hundred and one properties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but really, this is a. I'm gonna call it a basic story. It's a. It's a weird it's a, story. Like, weird story. And it's a harrowing story. Yeah. But like, we can go into a million different ways if you guys want to. Pap, I'm gonna kick it to you. You can either talk about Jasper and Horace and the kidnapping. Mm-hmm. You can talk about you know the 15 births, yeah. which the 14, you know, the 15 surviving is probably one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie. Oh, oh yeah, when gosh. he's rubbing it down. Like, when he's rubbing emotional. it down. So your daughter's getting sad. That. Like, the puppy's dead, and then 
it's sweet. Yeah, the TikTok all... in the background yeah. is just going. Mm-hmm. And then later when we see Lucky at the TV, I was like, yeah. so why do you think he's named Lucky? <laughs> and one of them was like, oh, he's the one that they've rubbed to life. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. It, it was very sweet. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I like... Um, this movie's not afraid to be really dark, like we talked about. And also, this is—we talked about the story. It's a weird story because it's a story of side characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, who is the main character going on a journey? Like, maybe it's Pongo. Pongo. You know what I mean? But he's gone through like a—he's not in a solid twenty-five not for middle the, minutes. The bark chain. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, the strength of this movie is like the character design and the quirkiness of all those little characters, like the fucking goose who's just in it for one scene. Yeah. Yeah. I think Pongo and Perdita, Purdy, are the main characters. Yeah. But there's this funny anecdote I have. We have these one friends who have Mennonite heritage and their in-laws, when they go to... like family reunions, their last name is Woodworth, but they don't call them the Woodworths. They call them the Jessies. That's the husband's first name. Oh, it's the Jessies here. <laughs> so this is like, did you notice everyone's like, Pongos, oh, it's the Pongos. The Pongos. <laughs> <laughs> that is That's funny. awesome. Pretty, yeah. yeah, we got some Mennonites in London, maybe. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> the Twilight Howl. Oh, God. It's a huge part of the movie. I we should say that the Dalmatians get kidnapped. Yeah. By... Horace and Jasper, greasy. Mm-hmm. You know, you get kind of Horace doing the, I don't like it. Horrifying situation for that maid to be a part of that. Oh, a home the invasion. Music, yeah. They show a home invasion. But the music does the lifting, though. That tells you it's light. Mm-hmm. Like, it's. I like his bag that is like misspelled electrician. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like... Okay, but it is harrowing when she goes down to find. The missing cutlery after they were burgled. Oh, and she notices the like puppies, the babies Mm -hmm. are gone. She goes fucking nuts wandering the streets, pulling her hair out. Basically, it's Mm -hmm. sad. Yeah. Um, No one, you could have heard a pin drop in the long household (laughs) during that part, too. (gasps) Whoa. (laughs) Real quick, too, before we talk about the, the Twilight Howl, what's interesting is the. Like you said, this is the first contemporary Disney movie, and there are multiple scenes of television being with canine this, crunchies. Yeah, the canine crunchy song is hilarious. Like the the uh, game show later that they play, like they're watching a western. You know what I mean? And like it's nineteen sixty one. Television hasn't been around for that long. Bewitched that was probably just in its infancy. Culturally, they're still kind of coming to grips with like what this means and how is how it's affecting the animation business and the movie business you know what i mean like i don't know it's, it's kind of like i would say almost like a cynical look at it like especially the canine crunchy song it's like <laughs> they're just slinging like sugar crack to kids right you know what i mean like that's what they're saying within the movie those are some bops those songs i don't think you pulled any of those for clips i should have yeah I'd, but those uh, like I, those immediately sprung back in my head from childhood mm-hmm. Did you like the uh, Western? What was his name? Bullet or. uh, He's got to be okay. He's just resting. He's just faking. (laughs) Yeah. Like he's. Isn't he? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Unsure look of. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's fake, right? Um, 
I still can't get over the what's my crime. I think that's one of the stronger like comedic bits. I think I did pull a clip of what's my crime. If you have it on there. I do. Um, do you want to set it up at all? I don't what remember. is what's my crime? Uh, this is during the um, the Dalmatians being in Hell Hall. Morris mm-hmm. and Jasper are watching, you know, trash TV. Which they say hell in this movie. That's pretty wild. Hell for, Hall, man. Yeah. What's my crime? Look, seems like some of that's early. Was Disney always like sneaking in stuff for adults? Yes. This is clearly like. Yeah. All right. Now for our last contestant this <laughs> evening panel, meet Mr. Percival Fawnswater. Now, Mr. Fawnswater, if the panel fails to guess your unusual crime in 10 questions, you will receive two weeks vacation at a fashionable seaside resort, all expenses paid. That is, of course, after you paid your debt to society. <laughs> I can't get to the sad trombone fast enough. It's on a different bank. <laughs> Stevie... What else happens in the scene? Because that's like what it sounds like when they're watching the show. Yeah. But the actual memorable part for me is like the people guessing the terrible, unusual crimes. <laughs> what does the woman say about? Did you? Um, uh, did you? Uh, was it a violent nature? Did you? Did you off him? Did you do someone in? <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. Did, you do <laughs> did you do someone in? Like I, and like. There's like these little intercuts too, where like the host is like, no, 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 yes or no, questions only, mm-hmm. and like there's just he'll like whisper to the host with yeah. like his chains on too, yeah, and like Percival obviously has something <laughs> wrong with him because he's trying to write his name on the board and it's just <laughs> chaos. Uh, it's just like a roller coaster of a name. Just such a funny idea too for a game show. Like and the other guess thing is my too crime. is like I can't really. It is ahead of its time. Yeah, actually. <laughs> well, the thing too is. I always look at Disney animators, Disney story, people in story, and it's why I really don't get down with sequels much with Disney is... You're not into 102 Dalmatians? Have I seen it? Yeah. yeah I've seen 102. Or did you get down with it? No. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like 102, but my whole thing is like... I do like him in Kingdom Hearts, though. Collecting 101 Dalmatians, Kingdom Hearts. It's a pain in the ass. Pain though. in the ass, but I fucking loved it. Yeah. Um, you have to fall off a building to find one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... What I really enjoy about this movie is the TV stuff is like contemporary to today. And this Dude, was 62 yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Like the way we consume television was not even on the same wavelength as what it would have been in England at this, in this time. Mm-hmm. Like this to me seems very progressive and kind of a mind nature of where things were going. It's almost like like an idiocracy bit or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean? it's, it's like because yeah. like, it makes sense to us. Like, oh yeah, like this is an old TV show, but it doesn't make sense for the time. It just seems is so wild how spot on it is. Mm. I don't know if you guys caught on to that or not. There's a weird complexity of like how you think this criminal is kind of despicable. But then when he's, like, giving these side glances to the guard, or you're thinking about him being put to death or something, is you kind of feel for him, too. Yeah, yeah. It seems he's like... He's a simple man. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I, I really liked it. Percival I don't, I don't Fawnswater know what my kids were getting out of it. But. 100% got framed. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> well, the first thing that someone says is, I bet he is a thief. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like... He is a thief, but this crime wasn't a thievery. You're not wrong, but (laughs) 
Yeah, it's but it, it is like a like I said, it's a weird story, right? You know what I mean? Like it's because it's odd. It's oddly paced as well. They go to that a few times. Like I said, we if Pongo and Perditi are the main characters, they're just gone through a huge part of it. Did you have? I did notice, and though I don't know if this coincided with you picking that, you changed your avatar. I did in our group chat to the Colonel. Yes, <laughs> is he your favorite of these little side characters? Eight hundred thousand percent. Amazing. Just because. We've been in the workforce for a while now, right, fellas? Well, and think about it, this is 1961. This probably would have been like a World War One veteran. Who's the colonel? Yeah. Just who yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. Who's the colonel? Mm-hmm. Um, Describe the colonel for the listener. Because you might get the colonel mixed up with the sergeant, mixed up with the general. Sergeant Tibbs. Hi, hi, sir. Hi, hi, sir. I'm the double, sir. I want to recheck that, sir. Um, I think it was two yelps and a, and a growl. <laughs> might want to recheck that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, but my whole thing is um, the colonel who I changed my avatar to is... What kind of dog is the colonel? He's like a shaggy shag- dog. He's a shaggy dog. <laughs> Never see his eyes. Never see his eyes. He is... An old dog. He's too. an old dog. The colonel is, <laughs> he's seasoned. He's mustard, right? Yeah. Maybe a little too seasoned. Maybe he never really grew with the times. Maybe he's a little too cocksure of himself. And, you know, I love just the colonel just saying, oh, no, 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 that's not it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Tibbs being the hero that he is has to correct him the entire way. He has to, like, wind up his howls, too, to, like, get yeah. him out to, like, communicate with the other dog. I forget the other dog's name. but Old Towser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's very PC, I feel like, of Disney. This is a dog movie, but for the cat lovers, you can look to the Sergeant Tibbs. Sergeant Tibbs. <laughs> easily the most valuable player here. The MVP saves mm-hmm. all the dogs. Him and yeah. the captain they have everything under control. I feel like it's just a chain of command thing where it's like <laughs> alright, we gotta talk to the colonel. Like, wake his ass up. Wake his ass up. Chain of command. <laughs> Dude, I've always been kind of a scared of horses and I think it might come back to <laughs> fire one and he's pulling the horse's pulling ears. The ears. Yeah, I, I, That came rushing back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Looking down at like the barrel of like a gun or something. <laughs> fire two. That horse messes them up oh, too i yeah. love how they go flying <laughs> no but fire at one point they get they take a lot of damage they have huge hp <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say that we've been in the workforce for a while and i think we've all probably worked for a colonel at some point <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i've worked for a colonel where you're just like i want to recheck that sir yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> 15, 15 puddles, spotted puddles. Oh, boulder dash. Boulder dash. Oh, boulder dash. We've been I doing was... it the same way for 12 years. <laughs> I love when he says boulder dash. Oh, boulder dash. Oh, no. No one's been at hellhole for years. Mm. There's a fire. There's smoke coming from the house, sir. Huh? Oh, yes, yes. Like, I Interesting. Just, <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> By Jove, there is. Like I just He's given himself some credit here too, which is almost like Yeah, that's true. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've all worked for a colonel, but do you guys He can, to his credit, he's the only one that seems to be able to interpret to interpret the dog chain barking coming through. I think Tibbs was doing it just fine. I think he put the pieces together like a Wheel of Fortune thing, but I think like something about the dog had to like 
that's just the way I took it. I love like the internal logic of the Twilight Howl because he's like two two howls, like a, a a yip. Like it's like Morse code. It's Morse code. <laughs> but he translates it to dog English. <laughs> like they can bark, but they also that's not talking within their world. <laughs> Barks travel further on the wind. Yeah, it's true. Do you guys have like a favorite part of the the Twilight Howl itself? It's one of my favorite stretches. It's probably my favorite stretch of the whole movie. The what's the dog with the floppy ear? What do you say his name? Old Towser. Old Towser. I like when the goose is holding up his ear to hear better. <laughs> I think that's pretty cute. The way it looks underneath the stars oh, as they're yeah. kind of finishing out the day, barking this out is unbelievable too. The it, backgrounds in this movie are freaking sick. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but like there's a couple just like establishing shots of the countryside, and it's like, damn, that's so pretty. Like this looks so good. Shout out to the artist dog and her kind of shaggy-ish collie or whatever oh, yeah, she has. Yeah. It even it's a it's like a hipster douchebag dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it literally tries to like break down the door and the window oh. in the effort to save these fifteen puppies. Like you love to see it. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's one of those things too, Stevie, where it's not like the Twilight Howl is some planting or a payoff for later. It's just the story's just moving forward. This is what we do. We've yeah. been doing this for thousands yeah. of years. It's, it's a way for the audience to get to where the puppies are. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like this, like it takes us there. Via That's this. the cool journey, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it takes us through the howls. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just fade into like hell hall. You know what I mean? Which no. And would do. I, that is a really kind of brilliant thing they do, isn't it? It's yeah. we get through the twilight howl. We meet our characters along the way, starting with that yippy, what is that, a miniature schnauzer, which oh, cracked me the him. fuck up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> going He's like nuts. jumping in and out of the gate. Yeah. And like to a human, you think like, like to us as the audience, this is everything. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like, you know, it's starting. This is huge news. <laughs> it's something also brilliant dude when you kind of pull out that a stab a giant shot of 60s london oh, all the yeah. billboards lit up and you have guys going shut up <laughs> like it's just like yeah no urgency on behalf of the humans <laughs> no but like and they shouldn't because that's like right it like replants you as a human like this right, yappy right. ass dog yeah yeah as yeah. like the dog you're like oh my god like well, I remember starting. Let's go. Being as a kid, when you hear that shit, you're like, "Oh, that's what the dogs are doing." You know what I mean? They're, they're <laughs> oh, talking true. to each other, like they're not just being annoying. They're yeah. saving 15 puppies' lives right. out there. Yeah, <laughs> they're passing a message along in between the neighborhoods. <laughs> on the double, man. <laughs> on the double. Come on, Tibbs. On the double. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right away. Yeah. And like. But a cat saves them. That's well, cute, right? Yeah, I yeah. just on Tibbs, I have to go to like the most Tibbs thing in the world is when he's running around Hell Hall and he sees the colonel outside the window and he goes, Little busy here, Colonel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he reports to him again. It's, that shit's funny as hell. I like when he gets mistaken for the wine. The bottle. bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Classic cat moment. I like how there's like during that whole chaotic scene, there's just a cake sitting on the piano. Like, why is there a full birthday cake there? And one of them goes crashing into it when the piano like crashes down. Just funny. It's just good. Good bit of animation there. And like the background walls there. Part of me likes to think sweet. that Horace and um, Jasper got a cake for Corilla Deville's birthday. <laughs> yeah, and she wanted nothing to do with it, so they were just like, "Well, I'll bring it down here." All right, Mom. Well, just more for us. Yeah, more for us. <laughs> and like, I like how there's no. 
sense of uh, I don't know how to put this like realism for the background color of those walls within that scene. You know what I mean? At one point, it's like a blue and a purple wall. It's a lot of pink. Purple. Yeah. When Pongo and Perito go in there to save the kids, they just they just become red. You know what I mean? I don't think there's like an in movie explanation mm. for why the walls are red now because it just makes emotional sense. It makes artistic sense. Part of me was it what's his name? Is it Ward Kimball or Gimble? I, I think Kimball. 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 Yeah. Part of me thinks that's a lot of Ward Kimball heavy lifting, like artist direction there. I also thought he seemed like the kind of guy who would do the uh, Canine Crunchies commercial. Like canine it reminds. Crunchies, yeah, baby. <laughs> There's a little bit of pink elephants in there too, you know. Like, yeah, I um, he's like one of my favorite nine old men, and like just more of an abstract artist in a lot of ways. And to those listening, I can't like describe it enough. Like these nine old men were so paramount to Disney's kind of being on the forefront of everything animation. Mm-hmm. And this is a movie where I, like I said, eight and nine are credit. I still believe that Ward uh, worked on it, but um. This movie, I think, shows off a lot of heavy lifting from every kind of aspect of those nine old men. It's one of those things where it's like, uh, obviously, the quality of the studio wanes and waxes because you have to have a lot of fucking talented people in there at once in like a collective like production, like financing, like everybody has to be on board and like really talented. And yeah, sometimes you have like pete doctor's in there but sometimes you have a decade where pete doctor's not aren't there and the movies are bad (laughs) yeah yeah you're right you're like man brad bird made some really great movies brad bird hasn't done a pixar film in forever yeah (laughs) huh huh wonder what happened there yeah uh you know it's um i kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on it because i felt like i was living a fever dream i've seen this movie a lot of times i've grown to appreciate this movie a lot over the past year as a kid, I always felt like the movie ended very quickly after Hell Hall. I don't know why. But there's like, a decent journey. There's a decent journey after Hell Hall. Mm. Like you'd think Hell yeah. Hall is a climax of a movie. It's like the midway point. The collie that comes in and saves them. Like the, I mean, the guy's like a it's just like a voice actor, but that's like a cameo in like dog form. Like that would be like Sean Connery coming in if this was like a live action movie. Like, he just has this like serious actor look about him yes you know it's just funny like it's just good well i will say that collie sends him to the milk barn yeah and my youngest daughter i asked her what her favorite part of the movie and she was like i loved it when the puppies got the hot milk from (laughs) from the cow's butt or something (laughs) like the one goes like "Ooh, oh dear oh dear those cows are definitely in multiple disney things i can't think of what but like the the same looking cow is in a lot of disney things i can't imagine disney showing characters going right up to the udder now it's kind of explicit. They go up and the girls are like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And then they show the cows' faces like getting kind of relieved that their udders are getting Empty less out. swollen mm-hmm. and empty. Yeah. That's a real thing, though. I yeah, mean. for sure. Yeah. It's just very real. <laughs> but just, I, I can't like stress this enough. Like, Colonel, gone from this movie. Sergeant Tibbs, gone from this movie. Oh. Never Captain. Turn. Yeah. Uh, this Brave collie, soldiers. Yeah, this collie just in the one scene, you know, just helps them get there, and then they go on to. Is that like a play on Walt Disney, the name of the town that they go to, or is that what was the name of the town? Like Walt, it was like it's like W A L or something. I I don't remember what it was. It's like a little village that they go to. I didn't know if it was like yeah. 
I mean, it's either that or something to do with Walt's hometown, which mm. is where he built Main Street USA for Land and World. But the Labrador there, just one scene, just to help him. I love that scene. There's great stakes in that. There's like in that whole sequence, like with the soot and everything. Yeah, talk about it a little bit. Dinsford. Dins. Yeah, is it Disney? Like D I N S. I didn't. I didn't know if that's a real place. Like Diz. Dinsy. Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, but. Yeah. Josh, you want to talk about the puppies in the soot? <laughs> Labrador face. <laughs> Labrador face. Cancel them. Can I say one more thing about the puppies before we get to that? Yeah. They're awesome. We should have talked more. The puppies are awesome. The yeah. characters that just through brief moments are able to develop into mm-hmm. the, in this movie are amazing. And I think one weird thing I remember from childhood is like there's 99 of them, but there's also like the 15 that specifically have the red and blue collars and you're kind of like picking them out every yeah. once in a while. I, I don't know. Something about that's just really cool and cathartic. Or something. Like how many movies 13th warrior have we talked about where it's just like generic group of people. And yet these 15 puppies are all very distinctive personalities. You got the, <laughs> the Roy one who's always hungry. You got, <laughs> You got uh, the one with the patch when he when Rolly steals the sandwich. Yeah, I know you love that. (laughs) Dude, I love they steal the sandwich. (laughs) And for some reason, Horace ashing in his sandwich like stuck with me as a kid too. (laughs) I thought about that shit all the time, like clear as day. Like that is so funny. (laughs) Yeah, he's like sad. His sandwich is empty, and his partner buddy just empties his sandwich. (laughs) Uh, fuck your sandwich. There's a girl one who's like, I think Pongo is the best dog in the world. Like she's she's super cute. Oh my yeah. gosh, Pongo. That's what a touching moment. Mm-hmm. Our dad's the best dog yeah. in the world. <laughs> the one who sits super close to the TV Lucky. all the time, and that Lucky. comes up later too. Yeah, or they like he's got to get him away from the TV. Like, just really amazing it characterization. Is. Like, it's hard to do. Kind of want to touch on one thing before we go over to the Labrador face and the cancellation of these, and you know. <laughs> Dalmatians deservedly. We need the uh, uh, warning on Disney Plus I before get you guys this. Guys, feedback from the both of you because this is the way I feel. Do you guys wish that we got more, a more like a bigger view of Hell Hall, like inside of Hell Hall? Hmm. What's weird is Hell Hall's run down. You know, uh, it's odd, but I wish we just got more rooms or just more. See, I, I just wanted more scenery in there. If I could really, I mean, you don't have to add anything more to Cruella. I just would have liked to seen her living arrangement. But what does it say about Cruella as a character where it's like she has this mansion, but it's in ruin. You know what I mean? And yeah, we only see a couple rooms in it, but it's like, I don't know. There's some backstory there, right, Stevie? Like, is that what, is that what happens in the movie Cruella? Do we find out why Hell Hall goes to shit? I don't remember. What happens in the movie Cruella? We did a podcast on it. I couldn't tell you. Cruella's mom. It's her origin story, right? Was she becomes pushed a- off a cliff by two Dalmatians. That's the really? stupidest shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And that's why she hates them. That sounds familiar. She's having but a then big she party. Ends there, up right? like loving them, and she they become like her minions. And it's like her rise throughout the fashion industry mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it's a rise that? in the fashion industry. Yeah, I actually like that movie. I just don't remember it. Yeah. Emma Stone was really good as Cruella. I hope they make another one. Let's let's not say that's the actual backstory of this 1961 <laughs> cartoon because I think she's basically portrayed as like a. Nepo child, she's like oh, 110 percent. She's squandering mm. her family. Yeah, it's a way better story. Yeah. Fortune, you mm. know, in yeah. some way. Mm. I'm with you. I mean, yeah, we could have seen more. It's probably because she's smoking all that weed. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of weed in Disney movies. Then 
Also, that scene where about green smoke. <laughs> when it's in her actual bedroom, her phone is like just straight up like satanic. No, it's like, the devil. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. it's just like this red like. If, if you didn't get it, she's the bad guy. Like, I, I love it though. Great character. The Labrador face, Stevie. Yeah, sorry, we we really breezed by that. I love the Labradors. I actually love that scene a lot, just because Horace is right about a lot of things in this movie. It just gets yeah. no credit. He's thinking. They're the, walking on the ice. To walking hide on the ice. I think they're walking on ice, Jasper. They're not mm. smart. Yeah. There's actually that great scene when they're doing the soot, when the ice starts to melt on the dogs. That's fantastic. Oh, dude, that is great. Yeah, the drops. The like, drops of water. It's that must really have been hard great. to do, too. Yeah. And to, just like now they're becoming black dogs that have white spots. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. creative. It's just that is good movie making that and the music sounds really cool like with the water effects on top of it mm-hmm. Corella's going nuts do you guys like when they're hiding in that barn and Corella drives by just oh, looking yeah. out of her car and it slowly <laughs> grows by there's real stakes in this movie the one Labrador too like I said just one scene He's just a fucking hero. He's like, hey, I heard about you. You know? We're yeah, gonna, start loading up the kids. We're going to get you out of here. Yeah. Start loading them up, and you're like feeling good about it. And then you realize, oh, that's only like a tenth of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many team. puppies. Yeah. Well, I think we've talked about this before, Stevie. Like, when you say like, the animation is good, like, there's just not even like specific enough praise. You know what I mean? Because animation is so all encompassing, it's character design. It's the backgrounds, like we talked background, about. Background character, yeah. But it's the acting, too. And like when those dogs are as Labrador form and they have to walk by Cruella, and you can tell how scared they are as they're trying to get by her, like you buy it. Like, that, like I said, hard to do. Many animated movies don't have like character animations as good as like these Disney classics. And they were doing well, it 60 years ago. We, we've discussed this kind of, uh, we kind of beat it, you know, be it to death over the years. It's Disney can do an animal fantastic. Yeah. Took them a while for humans, but mm-hmm. they nailed down animals really. I mean, quickly. humans are pretty good in this one too, though. Like, yeah, well, it took them like twenty years, but they figured it out. <laughs> like four, yeah, thirty years, yeah. Yeah, it took them just a minute to kind of get it dialed in eventually. But uh, another good example of that, right before they get to Dinsford, is when they're just walking through the snow and how like all the puppies are so devastated and tired and like bags under their eyes. Pongo has bags under his eyes yeah, too he's tired yeah i love that shit it's so cool <laughs> to see him in that state mm. it made like my daughters just like instantly be like oh like <laughs> how can we help them yeah. <laughs> we kind of skipped over this earlier too but i like when pot like during the birth scene which uh when pongo is like hearing the number of babies that he has and like he just gets these like love eyes you know what I mean like he's just the so, drunk face he's so happy you yeah. old rascal right. Pongo. you old rascal you Pongo boy do you want to play a little bit of that clip guys yeah yeah daddy boy the puppies are here oh the puppies are here uh, how, how, how many eight eight <laughs> George Pongo, eight puppies. Ten. Eleven. Eleven. Eleven? Eleven puppies, Pongo boy. Wait a minute now, wait a minute. Thirteen. No, 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 fourteen. Oh, fifteen. Fifteen. 
listen to how much like legwork too that like score is doing. You know what I mean? Like I said, not a musical movie, but like that is adding so much character to the scene. You know what I mean? Thirteen Buona, fourteen Buona. It's so it's so good. Yeah. No, I definitely do like that scene quite a bit, and. Kind of like you said, the expression of the dogs is just awesome no matter what scenes they're in. Mm-hmm. Papa, I have a question for you because yeah. we have a good knowledge of Disney villain death. We did a whole podcast. If you listen to the uh, Coco one, I don't remember what yeah, number it is. We, we did like 30 deaths. We break down all the Disney all villain the Disney deaths. Coco plus yeah. every <laughs> Disney death. <laughs> We used to do just fun. Like <laughs> that was we, a good podcast. We used to have a lot of free time. <laughs> we would just do crazy. I think we shit played like, like Poco Loco behind that entire episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love that song. Um, Death by Disney. Top three Pixar movie of all time. I can't decide on which one's my favorite ever, but there's three. Coco's one of them. But um, <laughs> no death for Koala, right? Is that kind of shocking? It's weird because I mean, yeah, we must. It's have talked about to it. me. <laughs> <laughs> What is that from when they say you should be off-putting? What is that from? Where? You remember that? Uh-uh. It's off-putting. You should... Oh, I think that's Zach Galifianakis. Oh. <laughs> Between two ferns. Between two um, ferns, yeah. Yeah. I, it's weird. Do I don't Horace know. and Gromit... Or, no. Or, uh, Wallace and Gromit? Do they all just kind of slink into a bank? Is that how it all ends? And they're they're fine, but their possessions are just destroyed? They just get in a car wreck, right? Isn't that how it ends? Like, Yeah, he's getting a car wreck. But yeah. they're all somehow unscathed, I see. Yeah, okay. Well, I think, I mean, they're going to go to prison, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I think it's going to be a genius to figure that out. And, like, <laughs> you know, once, uh, do Roger and Anita ever figure it out? No. Was Corolla the entire time? No, I mean, they just, the dogs just show back up, right? It's like a Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. Very karate kid, like. Halloween to Christmas. Now that's a movie. A detective trying to figure out this case. No, <laughs> it doesn't need to. While the Deville Murdochs controlling Deville the DA. Murdochs. <laughs> I'm with you though. It's of all of the Disney villains, it's what, the most shocking to me. One of the most diabolical. That she doesn't die. Yes. Yeah. Because Disney has handed out a good amount of death over the years. Like a good amount of death. Eighty percent of them falling off some kind of some kind of high <laughs> tower or yeah. cliff. Disappearing slowly. For example, look up Judge Frollo death. It's awful. I wonder if it has something to do with you saying earlier, like this was the first one put in like present day. Mm-hmm. So it makes it seem urban, modern death. It makes mm-hmm. it more real. I don't know. Well, you think about it like the dogs are back, but it's not, the problem isn't really resolved. Cruella's still out there. You know what I mean? I would have thought they'd be like setting up for a sequel almost if it wasn't a movie that was. 60 years ago, they didn't do that kind of shit. They need to go into protective services now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or they they can afford a bodyguard now. Have you ever tried to not lose one of your 101 Dalmatians? They're fighting a losing battle. If she wants a couple (laughs) of these, she's probably going to be able to get them. That seems like an untenable situation, right? Like, (laughs) I get that. Which is weird, too, because the song Cruella DeVille becomes a hit. The song with her name <laughs> becomes the hit. You know, that's kind of weird, right? Like That would be odd. Looking at this right now, I feel like ending in Desden in those like barns and stuff they're in, that almost feels like, what is it, Hell Hall? Yeah. And the abrupt ending when they get to the house, it's like 30 seconds of like 
happiness dalmatian plantation yeah (laughs) there's just like a little bit of that but like i'm with you stevie i do think we'll have a dalmatian plantation yeah hey now they don't really say that word too much more in disney movies ryan reynolds (laughs) you got happy about that (laughs) from a long view of this movie it feels like a much bigger portion takes place in the mansion. Yeah. And that setting was so deeply ingrained in my... I thought it's where the movie was like kind of like ended, climax-wise, and I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And we got to the milk bar, and it was Mm -hmm. weird. It's like an 80-minute movie, probably intro, uh, Twilight Howl, mansion, journey home, abrupt it like four 20 minute chunks mm-hmm. and that's how they broke it up too you know that you give one of the nine old men one of the lead animators mm. you own this you know what i mean like and it it still flows as a story it's just weird but yeah abrupt ending fine conclusion steve do you think what does that situation look like what's that a house with 101 dalmatians now i get asthma be done. <laughs> um, probably looks like an episode of Hoarders. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they just have like random dead dogs. And you're like, oh, oh dang, they're zippy. It's like, how long have you been missing Zippy for? I don't know. And the thing of it is, none of those dogs are related. If you have 101 Dalmatians now, in 15 years, you're going to have 500 Dalmatians. You know what I mean? Like, Low estimate. Yeah, could be a problem. Consider selling some of them off for coats once they reach the triple digits, guys. <laughs> like, that's a lot of doge. Do you remember anything about the 90s movie, Josh? Um, I don't at all. Like, that's like I said, I don't even remember Kuala. Who that plays movie. her? Glenn Close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I remember her with a martini in her hand. Like, that's just like an image <laughs> that comes back to me. I definitely saw that movie. I'm wondering why Kylo was so off-put by the fact that you chose this one, this movie, and not the <laughs> crappy '90s one. Can I be but... honest with you? <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's like the '90s version's way better, man, is an edge lord. Well, what's no weird? one believes that. <laughs> well, what's weird is I like... haven't heard edge lord in a bit. But... <laughs> it's like they are. people don't think of that as like Disney starting to do the live action thing. I mean, that's the blueprint for what they do now you know it's the exact same shit it's just they've been doing it for longer than you think do you have any final thoughts before trivia Mm. sounds like a number i like what was it what was that i like that what was that sounds like Like a a number number. (laughs) for trivia in spotted puddles ah boulder dash i still stand by top 10 disney animated movie of all time i think Definitely for sure. When I look back on my childhood, I always think Aladdin and Lion King. But I watched the shit out of this movie. It brought back a did flood really? of memories. I did yes. too. Yeah. At like relatives' house and stuff. Um I couldn't believe it. I was able to kind of fill was in everything. Was your brother scene. alive when you were watching this? Um Your he, youngest? No, definitely not Jared, but Jordan probably. Yeah. What's weird is that Wait, what did you just wave off? Is that the trivia answer? Hmm? No. Okay, good. What's He's <laughs> just doing some work accounting over here on the side. What I remember from growing up is the clamshell uh, VHS cases and them re-releasing ah. these movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. The big white ones? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they must have just had some like periodically, let's let these out of the vault and we would get Robin Hood here, 101 Dalmatians there. My aunt lived in this 
kind of big house in Warsaw for a while. And it, you know, it was a probably like a family of eight house back in the day, but she, she just lived in it with her husband and it wasn't like torn up like this house, but it's definitely like empty and sparse. I remember watching Dalmatians there and I remember feeling like I was like in hell hall. <laughs> and I don't know, watching this today, I don't know. It's one of those movie magic things. Like, I don't know if I would have like remembered that memory otherwise without watching Dalmatians again. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Nice. Good pick, Stevie. I appreciate that. I, I love the show. This Don't forget movie. about the mic, though. I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you could just tilt it down. So you can- I like that it's like outside of... You pick like 90s action, you pick JCVD, or you pick like a classic Disney movie. I like it. I like, the, I like that for spoilers. Let's do different things, you know? I've been told by numerous people that I have a chaotic energy about me. <laughs> so these, uh, these picks are kind of lining up with this. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, it's always kind of a fun label to get. But are you guys ready for some trivia? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes or no's, real quick, for just for the record book. For the book, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't think anybody's gonna give it a no. But yeah, let's. Uh, I do want to hear definitely kind of like the yes answer. So, Pap, let's start with you. Yes, really good. And the thing is, is there's a lot of animation from the late '50s and early '60s that is unwatchable, <laughs> like just for for a multitude of reasons, like. But mostly because it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't sound good. Sure as fuck doesn't look like this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it was also, you know, implementing new technology and looks freaking great. Like, they pulled it off first try. Yeah. I think a timeless classic in a lot of ways. I feel like in 100 years, you could be showing 101 Dalmatians to someone, to a kid, and they would be entertained. And it would be a good time had by all. Hard yes. Josh. Josh from Goshen. I loved it. The kids loved it. Your mother loves it. Your Aunt Rita <laughs> listens to it every night on the VCR. Um, there's one part where Roger looks at his wife, Anita, and he's like, I forget what the context is, but he's like, with all these puppies around, what if we need to go on a W-A-L-K? <laughs> it's like he's clearly talking about sex to her in like a code or something. <laughs> Oh man, what a great movie. I kind of blew my yes or no when I was talking about like my aunt's house. I kind of thought we were past that too. Hard hard yes. What do you mean past that? Well, We've moved it was on. implied. It's the implication of the yes. It's the Dennis yes system. <laughs> Could I give it a no, Stevie? Oh God, no. This is a all-timer for me. Uh, as someone who's borderline obsessed with Disney animation and kind of the history of the studio... Um, this movie to me is such a launching pad for the for the company, uh, the animation studio, the nine old men all working on it as a team. And this to me, it's a dark movie. It is, um, but I think it works on both levels for children and for adults. Uh, so hardest of yeses. And um, thanks for podding with me on it, boys. I appreciate it. It's a I, I look at uh, spoilers sometimes when I host it like this is like a movie to share and I like that we kind of all got to watch it you know relatively within the past day or two and get to talk on it so thank you mm-hmm. and because we do watch the movie before we spoil it I watched the full thing 
Right. I watched, it three, I watched it three times. With both eyes. <laughs> Sound on. Yeah. Uh, you guys ready for some trivia? Let's yes. do it. How many Dalmatians are in this movie? A one <laughs> v one battle. <laughs> this is going to be a closest two, and it's because I respect you boys. No blunder buses or lightning rounds, all right? <laughs> all right. None of that hocus pocus nonsense. So. <laughs> Wait, can we get that Overture song playing? In yeah. Okay. yeah. I love that song. Okay. Starts out pretty well. <laughs> Distributed by Buena Vista Pictures. <laughs> um, in today's market, if you inherited 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. On average, say, let's call it median. On median... <laughs> what would you spend per month feeding 101 Dalmatians? With Biden inflation, or is this with pre- Biden inflation? It's <laughs> a good one. I this, didn't know if it was previous to COVID. I got this answer. It was written up four days ago. Okay. Did you make that up, Biden? I hope it sticks. <laughs> I, I'm kind of digging. I've it. been hearing it in the wild. I don't know. I didn't think sure. you guys listen to the less staunch podcast. So really. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who's hosted more recently? You or me? I don't have it in front of me. What's the last I one you hosted? Josh has definitely hosted more recently. Moving. Moving. Yeah. Did I win moving? You won off moving. I did? What was the trick? What about Seinfeld? Seinfeld was before Way back. Green Room. Yeah. Gosh. I've, we got a backlog again. <laughs> what, happened, what happened to us, buddy? I'm on the Schneider. Over here. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right, so do you want to go first or second, Pat? Adjusting second. for inflation, how much does it cost to feed 101 Dalmatians a month in 2023? Why do we need to care about inflation? For a month. Okay. This is month. This is your monthly cost. Mm. What a uh, I'm going to say a dollar dog per week. <laughs> is a low is a low ball estimate. So maybe more like five dollars a dog a week. <laughs> so that's like five hundred and five dollars, about four four and a half weeks. So that puts us at I'm gonna say three thousand dollars a month. Um, okay. I think that's low. reasonable. I'll say ten dollars. Because the math for 11 is too hard. $10 a dog per week. $10. That's $1,000 a week. Dalmatians have a particular food. $4,420. It's 69 cents. <laughs> it's got to be over 3000 What a blunder. On median. Retail says what it costs in today's market to feed 101 full-grown Dalmatians is $5,050. What a steely answer by one pap. Just turn them into coats for that kind of money, you know? I feel like those are both good answers. We're you guys actually park. did really well. I had no idea. The thing is, is like... What did you use as your base cost for food? Because I feel like that could be. Have you ever seen the variability? Oh, it's high. In dog so, costs yeah, food. If you're like, doing that blue. What is it? What's the the what's that one company? Blue. Um, 
I it's like know. four times more expensive than any other dog company. What's the Walmart one? It's like his old Rusty or something. Like <laughs> what's Rusties? the dog food in the in One Hundred and One Dalmatians in the community? canine crunchies? Canine yeah, how crunchies. much do those cost canine for the for the pound? It was oh, a dollar yeah. a dollar a crunchy, which is five thousand dollars a crunchy in today's money. <laughs> okay, so, so funny, yeah, um, congrats, good job, Pat. Pat. Thank you. Do you have an idea what we're spoiling next time? Yeah, I and do. And when you do so. Go ahead and take us out and throw us a spoiler, spoilers man as well. Hopefully okay. Bobby Knight's in this movie. But. Uh, okay, so first of all, I'd like to say it's going to be a long time before this podcast comes out because hopefully oh, we're going to do some fun things before that point. Uh, the Godfather soundtrack. Let me sing it for him. We might be doing it. I Listen, I might get some shit for this, but... I was talking to my girlfriend. I think she had a good point. You know, much like 101 Dalmatians is expanding us into the market of the use and the old, I think we should try something we've never done before in a romantic comedy. And I, and I said, okay, you pick it. And I have seen this movie. It's got Rocket Raccoon and Scarlet Witch, or not Scarlet Witch, uh, and, and Scarlett Johansson. When does she play? What's her super? Match point? No. It's got our boy Justin Long. And it's called He's Just Not That Into You. Sounds pretty lame. <laughs> I said, listen. I said, listen. You got to make sure this isn't one. You're, like, my friends are probably going to all shit on this movie. and No, but your girlfriend has to be on it. I'll ask. No, no, we can't do that kind of movie without a female perspective. We just can't. We'll find one. Okay, we need to have a female on this podcast. We, well, we gotta, we gotta. I saw this movie in theaters. We need to. I'll ask her, but we also got um, other people we could ask too. Okay. So we'll see. But yeah, he's just not that into you. Coming out in after two- 500 episodes, Stevie draws the line. We must have a female. <laughs> no, this is a movie where it'd sound weird if we didn't have like Fair a enough. female perspective. And I, I don't I know. I don't you. think I Corey you. will be on because he said on Big the Movie 100 he refuses to do Robin Hood movies and romantic comedies. Interesting. So. Well, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't like bring up baby. He didn't say on Big Dumb Movie anything about Robin Hood, but he did mention the romantic. That's comedies. a good point. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, hard to believe we're coming up on 500 episodes what, 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 seven years of doing this podcast at this point wow when this comes out if you appreciate that subscribe to check the Patreon our, check out our Patreon Make be sure a staunch yeah we're still selling requests at $1.99 so much to Brett's grin that <laughs> deal is still available yeah <laughs> And if you want to hear your name read, like Spoiler Man's about to do, you can do that on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. So with that. This take, is fun, guys. This is a good one. Take it away, Spoiler Man. <laughs>
Yes, I must say, such perfectly beautiful coats. The Meg. You're no help, This vampire Rod. bat, this inhuman beast, she ought to be locked up and never released. Nurse Stacy. Oi, look, Horace. The wolf. Ow, ow, ow. Watch me pot his lordship smack on the conk. Barky 420. Tonight, out you give you collie wobbles. That's what. PK. Besides, you get crumbs in it, you cabbage head. Spencer. All right, Pongo. Gale. Things are going along first rate. Swole. Hmm. Sounds like old Towser. Sebastian. Sounds like a number. Dr. Lars. Three fives of 13. Uh, uh, that's 15, sir. 15? Of course, 15. Stone Cold Austin. You'd better make it loud and clear, or you'll never get it. Nephew Quinn. Two woofs, one yip and a woof. It sounds like puppies, sir. Of course, puppies. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilerspodcast. Be sure to check out Corey's podcast, Big Dumb Movie. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, Click on our orange Spoilers Bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Spoilers is now available on Audible. That was spoilers.